everyone, and welcome to the 19th Comeuppance Reviews podcast. This is Brett speaking from Comeuppance Reviews. Hey, it's me, Tyler. We're back again. Episode 19. Wow, that's pretty cool. We're really close to 20. It's the next one. <laughs> it, it, it really is. According to how numbers work, it's the next one. 20. If you say so. <laughs> uh, we can go down that uh, hole right there if you want. What, what are numbers? Except for a great show. <laughs> Uh, Which you watched recently, and there was an episode about a pandemic. There was. There was about a pandemic going to be in L.A., and they got the CDC involved. Very, very topical. And (laughs) what year did that come out? 2005. So that's crazy. I was going, whoa, it's all all the truth now. Whoa. (laughs) So if someone wanted to find that numbers episode, I guess they could. Yeah, it's season one, episode three. Oh, okay. Um, well, speaking of great things we were watching, I think people should go on YouTube as soon oh, as possible and watch yes. Case Closed. Absolutely. Case Closed. Awesome movie. Byron Allen from Comics Unleashed. And Charles Durning. Right, they team up. It's like a buddy cop movie. I think it was a it was a TV movie. I think yeah. it was a potential pilot for a show, but it never mm-hmm. got off the ground. But... You know, it's, it's it's like a buddy cop movie in the, the vein that was very popular at the time. But it, I think whatever initially attracted hours. us to it. What was that? Like, it's like 48 hours. You know? Yeah, it, yeah, definitely inspired by 48 yeah. hours. But it's um, <laughs> a better. It, it has Byron Allen. Because <laughs> you see Byron Allen on Comics Unleashed at 2 a.m. on your TV box. But now he's in a movie. He's just like Eddie Murphy, too. He's very likable. Very energetic the whole time. Yes, and he's funny. You know, he has good comic timing, and oh, yeah. he makes a good team up with Charles Durning, and they're getting to the bottom of what's going on. And you know, he has a, a bunch of one-liners. And yeah, they were good. They were legitly, uh, legitimately funny one-liners. Dude, I we were laughing like out loud. I know it's the fact that this never really came out. You know, there's I don't think there's any VHS or DVD oh, release. Oh, it's unfortunate. But at least it's still on YouTube, so you can still see it on YouTube right now. As a <laughs> so if you want to laugh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you have to say that because they could yank it tomorrow. That's but. true. Yeah. I hope they don't. But uh, th- that would be a recommendation from us for a, a, an under-the-radar kind of movie that was a TV movie, so it never got a release. But it has Byron Allen and Charles Durning, so yeah. what's not to like? What's not to like? What's not to love? It's really entertaining, I guess. And, yeah, and as I was looking up stuff about it to write the review, which uh-huh. who knows when that will be posted, but oh, we'll post it sooner and later. Because we thought, well, I think we both thought that Byron Allen was involved with Comic View. No, that's wrong. It's Comics but Unleashed. He's not. It's yeah. Comics Unleashed. Byron Allen has nothing to do with Comic View. Nope. And he's in that other show. It's like interviews, and he has like he has these like these short fluff pieces of like Denzel Washington and like you know other people like that and he's like did you like uh being on this movie yeah I did yeah <laughs> well that's why he's so rich like Byron yeah. Allen is incredibly rich right? very rich which is awesome because he's and involved he's, all these production deals and stuff oh my yeah he's beyond rich so that's awesome and he, he got to start on case closed so. <laughs> right and I think he shoots some people he beats up some people but, but really, he's a nerd. He's almost like yeah. a pre-Urkel type of oh, nerd. Was, yeah, there's a certain Urkel sequence that you'll see if you if, you, if our audience watches it. Because it's like, that's total Urkel. Did I do that? You know? <laughs> I mean, he's not as annoying as Urkel, but there's no. definitely some Urkel-esque uh, parts to his personality. Well, we all know the best serial, which was Urkel O's. So yeah, that was a real serial. <laughs> Forget serials. I'm sorry, what? I mean, well, there's a commercial you can watch on YouTube if you want. All right. Get Urkelize of Urkelos. <laughs> yes, that is the song. Um, you get Urkelized. <laughs> if that's something you want. Um, well, might as well. So you take a couple bites of your Urkelos and you become a nerd? Oh, sure. I, I guess, right. You know, but but before all of that was Byron yeah. Allen and yeah. Case Closed. There's no Byron Allen O's. <laughs> I know. But, but, but he does own the Weather Channel, which that's I discovered. Amazing. So he maybe so, he can control the weather, you know. <laughs> that could be we. I won't fall into that, but like, there is a slight chance. <laughs> There's a slight chance that Byron Allen controls the weather. Okay, moving on. We have uh, the should have been an action star. 
Yes. For, uh, for this week. And Ty, who is it? Okay. Oh, should have been an action star. It is <laughs> Steve Kimeko and Jules Asner. <laughs> All right, so we're talking about the stars of E! television from, like, 10, 15 years ago. Yes. Uh, how did you come up with Kometco? Because I just was thinking about, like, man, who is that anchor on E! News? Kometco. Steve Kometco. He had this frosted-tipped hair. He's kind of Tesh-esque a little bit. Mm, and yeah. Like, and you don't really expect him to do action. Maybe uh, he has, like, a goatee, maybe a soul patch, and he's out for revenge. Kometco. Hostile revenge. Right, I can see that. <laughs> right, it's it's, it's uh, a darker Kameko. Oh, the, the, it's the Kameko you were dying to see. You don't expect it. He's always so chipper about the hot 90s news of the day. But this time, he's out for revenge. So, okay, yeah. He's out I for mean, blood. I'd like to see that. And maybe his yeah. partner would be Jules Asner, because they're partners on E! News. And then right, maybe, she's... Yeah, she was in some movies, I think, wasn't she? Yeah, she has, what, raven, dark hair, so that works. And then maybe she could be like a cop, too. Maybe they're, they're buddies, you know, they're they're dark cops on the edge. And then maybe there's a <laughs> criminal mastermind, you know, you know, selling drugs, stuff like that. And then, like, we got, then they team up and they take down the drug dealers. Sounds like a fun time to me. So. Yeah, I, I definitely think that could work. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm sure they'd be happy to expand their you know their repertoire you know they're not just personalities on e no. they can actually you know bust act. some heads together We're yeah. not, i can totally see that too maybe they bust heads together so they both bounce heads off like police cars or or the something like that because they're real tough because because they have drinking problems also so all right of course and <laughs> and that would you know you'd see the opening credits and it would say like it would be have this dark, you know, black yes. background and have very yes. ominous music, but it would also say, you know, produced by E Television yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. E Television presents Hostile Revenge. Kameko. Right. Right. And the, and the poster, so, well, really the box art would, you know, yeah. it would say Kameko in big letters at the top. It would yeah. show Kameko with a gun. Yeah. Um, it would say Asner. Maybe she be like, it would probably be like a, she'll be like a rough rock type. Right. Well, she'd have to do some martial arts. You don't expect that, do you? <laughs> well, that's why we should do it, or someone should do it. It's not too late. Jules, As- Jules Asner and Kameko are still hanging around. You know, it's never I too late for people. <laughs> They're probably looking for something to do. Wouldn't that be great? Like, Kameko comes back. When is the last time you heard about Kameko? Only on this very podcast. So <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think too many people are, A, talking about Kameko, and B, wishing he would be in an action movie. <laughs> Well, or any kind you, of movie. As you said, these other uh, action stars like Billy Barty and people like that, it's never too well, it might be too late for Billy Barty, but it's never too late for Steve Kometko. <laughs> well, that's what I always say. I always say it's never too late for Steve Kometko. Yeah, I, I find a nickel for every time I said that. <laughs> I think you've said that at least for the past 15 years. So, uh, and see, yeah, <laughs> gone would be the frosted tips. He would have dark hair, maybe yeah, short hair. or maybe even bald. Uh, yeah. Very close, like a Statham-style hair. Oh, yeah, very close cropped. I can see that. Maybe uh, and he just, he's just so grizzled, you know? <laughs> right. Well, they all have, that's what we say about all these. They have to be grizzled. Yeah, because that's how you get the personality. But I guess we can go – we can talk about this all day, but we can go to the – just like you talked about <laughs> Kometko right. and Asner. Oh, just one more question about Kometko. Did he have yeah, glasses? I think he did have glasses, but this time he has contacts in the movie. Okay. Okay. Or right, maybe, that's it. I just want yeah. to make sure, you know, because he would have to get rid of the maybe get glasses in the beginning, yes. and then you know someone assaults his wife and he gets angry. He gets angry. I can see it in the beginning he's using his glasses like to maybe like read some articles about crime, mm-hmm. and then he takes them off, and then now it's like I can't take this crime anymore. I need to do something. So, right, he uses all the powers that Kometko can summon. Yeah, <laughs> which are pretty powerful. So. Yes, I would like to hope so. So maybe we'll be seeing that movie in the future. Who knows? Great, I hope so. So we can go right into the cliche of the day. Okay. Oh, the cliche of the day! Yeah. <laughs> All right. So as as we always say, this is not meant to be negative. It's just something yep. that pops up in a lot of these action movies that we like to see, want to see, and need to see. Yeah, because it um, makes the movie more fun. 
Right. So we say cliche of the day mainly because it rhymes, but uh, we don't want to seem like we're being negative. So I just want to get that out there for anyone who's listening for the first time. I have to say this every time. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Hope you don't get sick of saying it, but. No, 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 I don't don't mind. Um, So you have it this time. So hit me if you're a cliche. um, Okay. So the cliche of the day, it's kind of a two-parter. All right. It's. um, but it's basically when the the hero and the villain uh, confront each other, and the villain usually says, "We're a lot alike, you and me." <laughs> and, then the, and then the hero usually says something, you know, to like, the effect of, "I'm nothing like you." Yeah, I'm nothing like you. It's like so. You know, it's usually like some sort of rationalization from the villain to the hero, saying, "We're a lot alike, you and me." Yeah. You know, and then he and says, then "I'm nothing like you." Yeah, um, it's great. It's really fun because you hear that all the time because clearly they're not alike. But you, you think they're like for a second because the bad guy says it. It's like, you well, know, right. maybe, you think, well, maybe the bad guy has a point. Maybe they are yeah. a lot of like, but then the hero said, no, of course I'm not like you because he's evil. And uh, right, like if he's not. the good guy. I mean, I, I, once again, I cannot think of examples, but you've heard this before. So it's like, um, <laughs> and, and, and the second part, because I did say it was a two part. Yeah. The second part is a lot of times they might say, we go a long way back, you and me. <laughs> It's very similar. Because, <laughs> um, you know, gone back, movies, like, it's only like usually about 90 minutes. So in order to give us a sense of history and character, they you can just throw that in and say, you know, we're, we go a long way back. And the audience goes, oh, OK. You know what? I actually have an example for that one, which oh, okay. is Driven with Stallone and, and uh, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds says it to Stallone. Mm. So it's because Burt Reynolds is like an old race car driver. And Sloan's a new race car driver with Kip Pardue. <laughs> and it has CGI quarters. Let's not forget about yeah, that. Yeah, it has CGI quarters, and he's Joe the Hummer Tanto. Yep, absolutely. Very stupid movie. Maybe it holds up a little bit more today, but still stupid. <laughs> so, I've never yeah. seen it. I so, just know Reynolds, about this from you. Yeah, everyone else says, we go a long way uh, back, you and me. It's like... <laughs> Sometimes we don't. Wow, now I don't feel like I need to see the movie. I just see myself <laughs> 90 plus minutes. What's funny, you said that on the, when I talked about Cobra. <laughs> when I did like, <laughs> it's like, well, oh, that, that's true. But in that case, I said I saved you about 70 minutes. Before, oh, that's, or maybe less. You did say that. You did 70 minutes. I remember that. <laughs> you know, because Cobra is so short and so enjoyable. I don't know how long Driven is, but I imagine it's over 90 minutes. I think, oh, I, think I don't remember. CGI quarters and racing? I, yeah, I don't remember. I know there's some hot uh, NASCAR crashes and, you know, Stallone. Like, <laughs> so it's, like, <laughs> like I said, you're saving us uh, so much time here. It's like I, mean, I, I own a DVD of it and <laughs> keep it forever. <laughs> okay. Well, I would imagine you would. Why so would you get rid of your driven DVD? No. I'm driven not to get rid of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so those are the other, those are the two cliches of the day. You've heard these numerous times in movies. And if you haven't noticed that, maybe going forward, you will now. Yeah. I bet they, people are like, oh yeah, I do hear that a lot. Of course, we got companies, <laughs> my favorite. We really well, We mentioned that one, but yeah, we, well, like I said, we liked it so much. We put it on the website for other people that follow the website. Yeah. It's like, we got a company. Hey, look, here's some, some hot new followers, you know? Yeah, and we, you see that a lot in, in many movies and TV shows. It's, I, I would imagine just about every episode of like the A Team or yeah. any action based show where, you know, they're driving along in a van and then they see the bad guys in the rearview mirror. And what do you think <laughs> they're going to say? I wonder what they're going to say. I think they might have company. <laughs> but I guess we'll go to our topic of the day. Yes. Is killing movies. All right, so just so people know, this is not a repeat. You know, this is a brand new episode. (laughs) But we figured there's there's kill movies and there's also killing movies. So let's we so we separated them and we did kill with the killing it episode, and now we're gonna do killing. Um, You know, the last one we did talked about kill squad and kill switch and all those kill zones, but now we're doing killing. And we have eight killing movies on the site, so. I think I will. I'll knock them down, and then we'll talk about them. Okay, sounds good. All right, are we ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. We have Killing American Style, Killing oh. Emmett Young, The Killing Game, The Killing Machine, The Killing Man, Killing Streets, Killing Time, 
and the killing zone ending on a high note there <laughs> all right so starting with the first one you mentioned want to talk about killing american style well, it's up to you the order, but that jumps no, out at me fine. because it's yeah. it's a it's a rare movie by Amir Shervan. Yes, Samurai Cop fame. Yes, I, as people know, I mean, I certainly love Samurai Cop. I know you love Samurai Cop. If you're listening to this, you probably love Samurai Cop. <laughs> but Amir Shervan did other movies besides Samurai Cop yes. and uh, and Hollywood Cop. Hollywood Cop. And, and he made a movie called Killing American Style from 1990. So, yeah, it has Robert Zadar. Yes, Robert Zadar. Jimmy Williams and Jim Brown and Harold Diamond. So Jimmy Williams plays a character named Uncle Looney. <laughs> of course he does. Well, it's about like a like a home invasion movie. Yeah, it's like yeah, a home invasion movie. Yeah. And then Jim Brown is on the case. His name is Lieutenant Sunset. So, okay. <laughs> um I'm trying to remember what else to say about this. I think it's, it's yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that it, it's that type of movie, that home invasion movie, but done in that Amir Shervan style, which is almost yes. like, you know, I want to say English as a second language. Like yeah, he came that's from fair. Iran, I believe. He came from another country. And when he made these movies in America, it's like something didn't translate, something didn't compute. And that's yeah. what makes them so amazing and awesome to watch. I mean, Samurai Cop is the best, I think, yes. followed closely I, by Hollywood Cop. But, you know, if you like those, this is certainly worth seeing. Well, it's funny you mentioned English as a second language. Hopefully, frankly, I said that in English. <laughs> and because it says here that it recycles snippets of dialogue. So it's just like, no, you shut up and all this stuff. They say that new shut up. No, you shut up like a million times if you remember. Uh, oh, I mean, I remember that from Hollywood Cop. Yeah, that's when the kid says it. No, you shut up. <laughs> so, so I guess they say no you really shut up and, and he loves that line uh, okay so yeah it's kind of like Fear a movie with Frank Stallone where Frank Stallone is unchained yes that is the tagline Frank Stallone is unchained and um, Harold Diamond he was in a movie we've also seen called Train the Kill with Frank Zagarino oh yes okay yeah. You, you rewatched that recently. I sure did. It was a lot of fun. A great rewatch. It was just a lot of explosions. It was silly. Of course, it's got Chuck Connors, the rifleman. So. Yeah. Uh, anything else here? Okay, so I guess we don't have a name for this uh, character, but he's a, a guy named John, or a guy, I can't speak. The actor plays a, name, plays a guy named John Morgan, <laughs> and he's a meathead. And a dad in it, so he's a meat dad. Oh yeah, okay, I remember meat dad. So <laughs> meat dad, <laughs> that could be a, a sitcom. Yes, I have major dad could certainly meat dad could. Yeah, he's like he's a gym rat. He's like, uh oh, I have a family. Oh, but I need to keep still working out. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's at least one season's worth of jokes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. He, he talks to his buddies like at the gym. There's a bunch of sitcom humor. So. <laughs> Perfect. And they, have, well, they all have kids. And Yeah, it's like, you know. meet dad tonight on ABC. <laughs> yeah, ABC family. Yeah, ABC family. <laughs> we're your family or something like that. <laughs> no, it's the Fosters, I think. Oh, that's the Fosters. The Fosters on ABC family. That's, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the voice they use for some unknown reason. Uh, I've never seen the Fosters. Don't have really much interest in the Fosters. I keep saying it. <laughs> Probably because it's for children, right? I think it's for young adults. Oh, okay. I guess we'll go. Unless we want to talk more about Killing American Style, I guess <laughs> we can move there's on. not much really to say because it's not as good as those his two previous movies. But I guess check it out if you can. Yeah, if you can, and if you like Robert Zadar. Yeah, he was good in it. We'll go to another one. You haven't seen this one, which is Killing Emmett Young. Yeah, I have not seen that movie, so you'd have to talk about that on your own. So it stars Scott Wolf and Gabriel Byrne and Tim Roth. So it's a pretty good cast. It's a, definitely, a, uh, I'm trying to remember, it's like a solid crime drama. Scott Wolf plays a detective. He has like a terminal illness and he wants to like kill himself. And Tim Roth is the hitman. And then there's a couple different, you know, a couple twists and turns. And it wasn't bad. I mean, perfect movie. Uh, just kind of for like a rainy day. So <laughs> I know you want to say, but you're, you're I don't want. Back. I know I'm holding back on a certain word because we might be in this, which is I'll just say quarantine. So, 
<laughs> but yeah, it's a solid drama for a rainy day. Okay. Or a rainy quarantine. <laughs> all right, well, that'd be perfect. A rainy quarantine. That you're not going anywhere. No, no, not at all. So, <laughs> yeah, you can't go anywhere. <laughs> that's a good point. I guess that's about it for that one. That was a short one. Uh, I guess we'll go right to The Killing Game from 1988. Starring, I'm not, you know what I'm going to have to say? Uh, just go ahead, go ahead and say it. Chard Hayward. Oh, right, Chard. Yeah, Chard. <laughs> Gotta love Chard Hayward. It's awesome. So. <laughs> you know, all right, so this is a, it's not a PM, this is a City Lights. Yes, right? it's a City Lights production, yes. So obviously City Lights is the company that eventually became PM Entertainment. Yes. Um, so it's sort of like, but this this must be right before they became PM, because this is one of the more sophisticated City Lights movies from what I can You have remember. a good memory, because I'll just run down the plot a little bit, which is Max Gilted, Chart Hayward, seemingly has it all. He lives in a huge house in L.A., and he conducts illegal gambling operations from his house. Uh, let's see here. So, yeah, Killing Game is a City Lights production. And you have to wait 55 minutes to see Robert Zadar, but he's really good in it from what we uh, wrote here. Wow, he's in this too? Well, yeah, just... Robert Zadar is back. <laughs> After five minutes, he's back in the <laughs> So Chard, why well, he's in a lot of these movies. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's in a lot of these wacky movies. Robert Zadar. We can go down his whole filmography. Oh, The Killing. Oh no, it has Wings Hauser. I think it's and I think it's Killing Zone. Oh, oh no, oh nuts. Well, if it's Killing, are we going to eventually get to it on the list? I think we already talked about it. Ah oh, nuts. So I'll have to get back to that one. But back to um, Killing game <laughs> i found that at uh wild bills oh yeah wild bills that doesn't exist anymore that's gone it's unfortunate Half the stuff where you find these vhs the places don't exist anymore i know you can't find that anywhere else the killing game you have to probably have to buy it on an online retailer uh oh yeah here's what's interesting about robert zadar is that he's credited without the uh, apostrophe <laughs> oh just zadar zadar yeah uh and <laughs> I don't want should I give anything away. I mean, well, no, you shouldn't give anything away. I mean, the climax of the movie is very similar to the movie Dance or Die, which is a great movie. Yeah, I, when you started saying that, I was thinking, yeah, there's definitely similarities to Dance or Die. Yeah. Because they probably figured if you want to have a successful movie with an awesome ending, let's just do what we did in Dance or Die. Once you have the great formula, why mess with it? Point. Never mess with Dance or Die. You love. Uh... Roy Keeper, right? I do. I am a huge fan. Yeah, well, he is. I mean, what, I mean, Chard, see, the thing, if you look at the word Richard, most people take the first half of the name. They take yes. Rich. Yes. For whatever reason, either he did this or his parents did it, they want the second half of the name, and <laughs> they call him Chard. Yeah. You know, which is <laughs> like charred, like charred meat, like something that's yeah. charred. It's charred. So that's yeah. probably going to go with the rich because rich has a nicer sound to it than charred. But they went with the second half <laughs> of the name Richard. And right. it's a mystery. It's a surprise. And I wonder when he was like growing up, it's like, my name is Chard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe people tried to call him Rich or Richard and he had to correct them and say, no, yeah. no. no. Chard. It's like Topher Grace, you know, Topher yeah. Grace, the actor. Yeah. Most people, when they look at the word Christopher, they go with Chris. Yeah, not Topher. For whatever reason, they went the second half and they went with Topher. Huh. That's a good point. So it's like, call me Chard. Call me Topher. <laughs> they, should, <laughs> they should be in a, a movie together. <laughs> Just people they with the last. Chard, to, they call it Chard Toferky or something. Oh, it I would say Chard to Kill or something. Yeah, yeah Chard to Kill, yeah. Or, um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say that. Well, <laughs> or, okay. Well, it could be like grilled. That movie grilled with yeah, Ray Burt Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah. Again, Burt Reynolds, you know, keeps coming up. Uh, I thought when you're talking about like charred, grilled, stuff like that, maybe <clears> they could be farmers, charred and Topher. They're like, they have overalls, <laughs> they're farmers, and maybe there's like an evil plan to get rid of their farm. <laughs> there's a lot of wacky hijinks. I, I, I can certainly see that. I yeah. mean, 
And they could be the original Odd Couple because doesn't Chard have a British accent? Yes, he does. Wow, great memory. Yeah, it's a light British accent, as we put here. So they could just make them brothers and then not explain it. Yeah, <laughs> they do it all the time. <laughs> Let's see. So there's more to uh, Chard. You want to talk more a little bit more Chard? Because if you have more about Chard, yeah, talk more about Chard. All right. So he likes. He has a rocking Jeep. He has. <laughs> Awesome sunglasses, and uh, he has a penchant for bow ties. <laughs> okay, so, but just to be clear, are we talking about Chard? Or are we talking, talking about, about Chard's character? Char- in- I'm sorry, talking about Chard's character uh, in the killing game. <laughs> okay, because I yeah. wouldn't be at all shocked to know that Chard likes Jeeps and bow ties and sunglasses. Yeah, it's, I'll assume he does too, because it's, it's autobiographical. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I guess, wow, we're really uh, charting it up here. Um, I guess. <sighs> We can go to the next movie. Let's why I keep talking about this movie. I well, mean, I, I think mean, you like the movie. Let's talk about that for a second. Well, yeah, we should. I mean, we should say whether we recommend it or not, and what the movie actually is. It's sort of like a crime drama, right? Yes, it's a crime drama of some. You know, there's a mafia. Uh, Robert Zadar has is a mafia kingpin, and then um, and really charge a whole heap of trouble. Oh, absolutely, charge always getting that trouble. <laughs> but yeah, if you can find it, I'd definitely watch yeah, it. And, and it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's good. You know, it's check it out. Wild. Check it out, and you know, you'll, you'll, people will find it. I think it's definitely worth a, worth a look for sure. Maybe it's on YouTube for it's, all we know. Oh yeah, especially if you like PM or early yeah. PM City Lights, and you haven't seen that one. Yeah, definitely check it out. What's that early PM we watched? No, Hollowgate or who's the guy? Another funny name. Uh, oh, you're talking about Flint Keller. Yeah. <laughs> What was that? Was that Hollowgate or is that something else? No, no, no. Well, he might have been in Hollowgate, but I'm, I think you're thinking, what's it called? Fresh Kill? Fresh Kill. See, another kill is back. <laughs> well, because it doesn't start with kill, I don't think it made the first, well, not the first episode, but the first time we did this kill thing. Right. I, don't, I don't think we mentioned Flint Keller, but he's another that came out of that, uh, I don't want to say, it's like the Andy Warhol factory. It's like the a, uh, the PM factory. Right. Uh, I don't know if Flint people. Keller did anything else or Chard Hayward, but I would say they can start a movie together, but they might have because they were, they both did work for city light slash PM at the time. Well, I guess we'll go to the next movie. Okay. Is, uh, last, last, <laughs> any more uh, moments about, or anything to talk about killing game or we're done. Um, I think we can move on. Okay. We have the killing machine starring Dolph Lundgren. Oh, good. <laughs> Well, so on the box art, or maybe it's the title, yes. it's Dolph Lundgren is the Killing Machine. Yes. I, on the website, I, we just call it the Killing Machine. But, you know, it's on, the title. That's the title. The title's not called Dolph Lundgren is the Killing Machine. That's not the title. That, that, I don't want that to drive me crazy. But well, that's no, wrong. it shouldn't drive me crazy, but I think, I think maybe in some places that is what the title yes. is. On the TV guy, when this used to be shown on, you know, Comcast or wherever your uh, cable provider is, <laughs> it's the title what's said on the guy. Dolph Lundgren is the killing machine. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, that's a very silly title for a movie. But, yeah. Uh, Dolph Lundgren's the killing machine. I'm the killing machine. Okay. <laughs> maybe they just try. Maybe they just wanted to separate it a little bit from other movies called The Killing Machine, maybe? I, I, I guess, but that's not a title. It's like a thing you put on the box. Yeah, it just, we put, Dove Lundgren is The Killing Machine. You Dove Lundgren, and, and that's it, Dove Lundgren is, and then stop, and then you put The Killing Machine. Right. But what's interesting about this movie is this is how I kind of started doing the Dolph impression, because, mm. you know, everyone does the, uh, you know, I must break you all stuff. Mm-hmm. But, and this one, you know, also skin trade too, but you know, he's it's dose for Danya, and he starts right. shooting people. Right, right, because he's, he's Russian. This is one of the Russian. Movies. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I would say this is one of the movies where Dolph is Russian. Uh, <laughs> yes. There was a spate of them around this time where he he was always Russian, and I and this is one of them. Yes, just like the Russian specialist, aka uh, a great now I can't remember. Oh, the mechanic with an IK. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so. We really enjoyed this one. Um, it's just fun. It's directed by Dolph Lundgren. So it's it's starring Dolph and Bo Svensson. So oh, right. So it's I a, guess we'll do it. You, lose? you can't lose. It's a lot of fun. It, um, Edward Gen. <laughs> I forgot that was his last name. He's a family man and loving husband and father, but also a secret assassin. 
trained in the former Soviet Union and working for the Russian mob. His code name is Icarus, which is the alternate title of this movie. Not Dolph Lundgren is the killing machine. <laughs> right, Icarus. I, yeah, Icarus was, I think, the original title. Yes, it's the original title. And then they changed it to the killing machine. I'm not going to put the Dolph name in it because, mm-hmm. come on, man. Uh, let's see here. So, yeah, as we said, it's a t- nonstop action, you know, fun fun kills and Bo Svensson. So there's no annoying sidekick. Um, you even put that in a review. There's no annoying sidekick, so you can't really uh, go wrong with this one. Very, I would say, underrated yeah. dolls too. And there's a scene in a gym. Yeah, oh yes, like a home gym. Yeah, home gym. Do you want to give away what happens or? No, no, definitely not. But I think that was a movie uh, highlight. Because I've never seen that before. That Dolph Lundgren uh, does something. He dispatches someone, <laughs> and uh, it's pretty cool. And you'll go, whoa. <laughs> awesome and so yeah this is a, a good example of a, a dtv doll for, from that oh, time and, yeah um, solid winner absolutely and it's just a fun watch it's a fun watch definitely check it out if you haven't seen it yeah i mean especially if you're a fan of Dolph, which i'm sure you are if you're listening how, to this how can you not Same thing with Bob Svensson. Oh, yeah and he was good in it it's you know a small role but it's pivotal so. Right, right. So, our next right, so that's recommended to people. Yeah, definitely recommended. Totally recommended. I can go to the next one. Uh, okay. Or still talking about Dolph. Um, no, I can go to the next one. All right, so we have The Killing Man, 1994, Jeff Wincott. Now, is this the movie <laughs> with the totally black background, and I called it The Charlie Rose Show? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's what it is in a nutshell. I mean, that's my overriding memory of the movie is that there's not just one scene, but many scenes with a totally black background. There's no sets. There's no background. Hmm, no sets. That sounds like Chain of Command again. (laughs) Hmm. But uh, they tried to hide it in Chain of Command as I I listened to the commentary by uh, (laughs) Patrick Mulder. Yeah. So in this movie, if people haven't seen it, uh, Jeff Wincott plays Harlan Garrett. He's a, a former hitman, and then he you know, loses his memory. Um, that's really about it. Uh, the movie cannot afford backgrounds. Backgrounds! <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, this is the weirdest episode of the Charlie Rose show yet filmed. <laughs> What's funny is, I was speaking about this today when, before we were recording, and on the review for Siege of Firebase Gloria, we mentioned that people, you know, these like character actors are never on like these Charlie Rose shows, you know, like oh, Nick Nicholson. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? It's like, yes, because we talk about these character actors all the time, you know, even Michael Ironside in a way. He's not on these uh, talk shows. He's late night laughers. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. And I, I think that's a shame because all these character actors that do such a great job in all these movies, they're not on the talk shows. They're, you know, no. Jay Leno or whoever isn't talking to them. So they're not no. getting that wider exposure. And, you know, they get the same old celebrities all the time. Yeah. You know, the bigger stars, the people that really make these movies work are these working actors and they deserve to be talking to these talk shows, these late night talk shows. And oh, yeah, I think absolutely. Jerry Wasserman. Yeah, who, uh, yeah Wasserman you know. or even Billy Drago, people like that. I mean, come on. I mean, it could be, be the second guest. It could be the second guest. Well, yeah, they don't have to be the first guest, but just be yeah. on the show. And even inside the actor's studio, it's all about acting, I guess. Yeah. They they didn't talk to these character actors. They, was no. MC Ganey ever on an episode of that show? <laughs> no, but he's been he bet he has a lot of great stories talking about Con Air and ulterior motives and other movies he's been in. <laughs> he has an amazing career. Yeah, absolutely Why? amazing. And some of these character actors have been in a hundred movies, you know, yeah. they're like always in these movies and it's just, I don't know. It's, I think it's an injustice. Cause you know, you know, people think, you know, you're an actor, then you all of a sudden you're a massive star. And yeah. That's it. Then you get to go on your, uh, you know, your Jimmy shows or whatever. And it's just like... <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> exactly. But really it's these actors that aren't rich that, you know, it's the that, working actor, you know, they got they got to take what they can get. So, you know, they're in movies like The Killing Man, you know, like Michael Ironside. Oh, he's always a dependable actor. You know, I think we talked about him in 
was it Black Ice? Yeah, in Black Tie Affair episode. Right, right. Um, so in this movie, I'll go back to it for just a second. Uh, we, we said that we're not exactly sure what a killing man is. So I think that means a hit man. But, but the, I think they say it a lot. Like, he's a killing man, that Harlan Garrett. <laughs> so. Maybe that's what they say in Canada, because isn't it Canadian? Oh, beyond Canadian. I don't understand why Canadian production are so dingy looking don't we don't you want better filming material <laughs> and come on dude well <laughs> hey, well just maybe it's like you know maybe canadian maybe not slang but you know that's what they would say maybe they don't say hitman maybe they say killing man oh killing man oh that's yeah that's when they put the u and for favorite and stuff like that Yes, which you know Canadians do because yeah. you know they're still ruled by the Queen, so they have uh, they spell things in uh-huh. a British manner. <laughs> yeah, they're not free we're, like here in America. Yeah, yeah, we're free. We're not free from some sort of monarchy. It's like goodbye monarchy. <laughs> we live in America, America and freedom. <laughs> right, right. No Queen but, for us, and that also means no U's. So yeah. We don't spell favorite and color and all those words with a U. Yeah, we don't do that. We don't have time. You know? No, we spell with an O. Yeah, and we move on with our day. We don't add all of these extra letters. <laughs> well, I'm going to mention one more thing about The Killing Man, which we kind of didn't really like the movie. We did say it was dingy looking. Dingy, bleak. It was a bunch of dumb, stupidly filmed beat-em-ups below Wincott standards, which we've talked about Wincott a bunch of times on this podcast. Well, as we should, it's an action podcast, and he's yeah. you know very instrumental in the you know video action world. Um, it just this isn't one of his better efforts, but it's not his fault. No, no, no. It's just you know when the directing and writing isn't up to snuff, you're not going to get a good movie. He's in another right. movie called The Donor, not really an action movie. It's kind of like oh no, someone stole my kidney. You know, oh, it's a kidney stealing movie. Yeah. Oh. And uh, it's good, and it's more of a drama, but it. Because Jeff Wincott's a good actor, kind of like Michael Wincott, his brother. I was going to say Michael as well. Yeah. Yeah, I love Michael Wincott. He's an awesome voice in the, well, probably his most famous role is what, The Crow? So, uh, Michael Wincott? Uh, probably. I mean, I, I think he's in Prom Night, but I'm not oh, sure. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that in forever. Um, uh, but, uh, I guess anything yeah. else here? Uh, yeah, Amateurish. It's just not a very good movie, unfortunately. Yeah, I wouldn't go out of your way to see this one. I'd skip it. So in our next movie, oh, we're almost done here. We have Killing Streets. Now, we briefly talked about this on the Lamas podcast. Yes, and yes. We can uh, go a little bit deeper in this one. Well, it's not much really to say. <laughs> it's well, and everything we said, yeah, we probably said on that episode, but, you know, it was, the movie's too long. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's two hours, and I think there's two Michael Pares. It says it has classic Michael Pare woodenness times two <laughs> so. wow okay well i don't want to give too much away to the viewer if they ever do see it but you would think that having michael Paré and lorenzo lamas together would be a surefire winner but, but it's, that's it, not it's the not. case it's not unfortunate it's really unfortunate because it if just it was just a little bit better i mean they're not really shooting anybody they're not really doing anything they're like in a building the whole time if you remember like they're just talking and and lamas has like a funny suit and like, this movie's called Killing Streets. There's minimal killing. I mean, it's a canon. I think it's yeah. one of the later canons, right? Well, it came out in 1991, yeah. I mean, so for canon, that's somewhat late. I mean, uh, well, I I'm mean, not sure I mean, when they close up shop, but, you know. I can mention the plot a little bit. People haven't heard of okay. Killing Streets. Okay. Chris Brandt, Michael Paré, is a high school basketball coach from Ohio. His brother, Craig... Also, Michael Paré is a Marine who was kidnapped by a Lebanese terrorist. So, Chris travels to Lebanon to fight the baddies and rescue his brother. <laughs> okay. And then, um, Lorenzo Lamas. Yeah, Lorenzo Lamas. Uh, he's just a government employee. You know, he's he's, he's telling Chris, "Come on, you gotta leave. You have to leave uh, Lebanon right away. We don't want any <clears throat> international incidents. Come on." <clears throat> And then, uh, but of course, Chris Brandt, you know, <laughs> plays by his own rules for a basketball coach. <laughs> so I guess he would play by his own rules. Well, he knows the rules of basketball. 
wouldn't it be cool if he like he killed someone he said like jump shot <laughs> like but, in true charles bronson style uh put a bomb in the ball yeah that'd be great <laughs> yeah, use his basketball knowledge for to kill the, the enemy yeah he puts like a knife in the basketball and he throws it at someone's face <laughs> I mean, the possibilities are endless i mean we did get something close to this with the last match that is true now that is an awesome movie well the ending is awesome yeah, the, the movie itself is it's like it's like a shaky boat yeah. you know what i mean it's like it's yeah. holding together it's holding together just barely <laughs> but but it does some it has at least one incredibly awesome scene yes that makes exactly. the whole movie worth it yeah just, just watch it you have to watch the whole movie just for that because you have to see it because it's like this is awesome you go yeah yeah <laughs> well because if you don't know that it's an italian production that yes I think it's Fabrizio D'Angelis, a.k.a. Larry Ludman, who Larry. Um, it's about it, like a football team. And then one of their buddies gets kidnapped. So they in full football gear, uh, like goes to rescue their friend. And that, yes. um, and they use their football skills to do so. And, and Ernest Borgnine is the coach. He's the coach. Great casting. I think his name is just Coach. Yeah. <laughs> I think we talked about this on the last the last episode podcast. So, oh yeah, and then yeah, he plays coach and like Martin Balls and plays like lawyer. And <laughs> <laughs> no time to give him names. No name. You can tell him like Coach Jones, you know, lawyer Adam Smith. You know, it's like anything. I yeah. wouldn't even really give him a second thought. <laughs> well, I think if they could have gotten away with not giving the football team a name, I think they would have. But, yeah, I think they barely gave them a name. It was like what was it, like the New Jersey Sharks or something. Like yeah, or something like that. Yeah, I think that is something like that. Which I is always funny when they can't use a. Uh, an actual team name, so they have to make one up. I love that. I mean, I could do a quick look in a second. We can keep. Yeah, uh, let's. No, I mean, we're talking about Killing Streets here. Right. So there's no standout moments in Killing Streets. See, that's the well, problem. See, that's a big problem for a two-hour-plus movie. So, like, come on, man. It, you have Paré. You got Lamas. They didn't deliver. I know it happened. That's the thing. And just because these people are in these movies isn't an automatic guarantee that's, that these things are going to work. Like, look at Warriors, you know. Oh, even that's worse. right. That really was a bad one. Gary Busey and Michael Paré. That was one of the worst movies we've seen for the website and in maybe life. Yes, it's very bad. It's not good. I don't like to say that, but it's true. It's not good. From what I remember, it was boring and it was trying to be like artsy and then. As you always say, don't try to be cool, try to be good. Right, that's one of my main, you know, adages of life. Oh, wow, that is a great segue for this next movie that we're talking about. Okay. Killing Time from 1998. <laughs> yeah, perfect, yeah. Oh my goodness, that's the segue to have. Because and we, we didn't plan that either. No, we didn't. So it's a I mean, classic Tarantino yeah. 90s talk slog. Um. We say we say this because it's one of our earlier reviews, um, or no, we posted about eight years ago. So I guess we could talk about these slogs. Have we talked about these slogs before? You know, there's the submarine slog and the airplane, airplane, airplane slog. <laughs> well, it is an airplane when you're watching the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a pain. Yeah, it's a pain in our neck. Uh, space slog, slog Africa yeah. slog, jungle Africa slog. slog. Yeah, spaceship <laughs> slog. Yeah, so. Then in the later 90s, a new type of slog emerged, the Tarantino slog. So these are Tarantino knockoffs that would not exist if not for that director. So, right. I'll, and usually that involves a lot of unnecessary talking yeah. and blah, yes. blah, that doesn't move the plot forward at all. Yeah, that and, is like reading the review, like I'm reading it. Yeah. yeah, they're characterized by a lot of violence, mainly shooting, and plainly unnecessarily talky dialogue. So. Right. And then, yeah, so it's usually a crime movie with a lot of people that are talking a lot. Yeah. And it's a, a really good example of Suicide Kings. Yes. Um, this is one of the classic T slog. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it's all talking to Christopher Walken. like, oh, what's going on? I've seen the movie a couple times. I've given it way too many chances. Because, like, oh, it's going to be better the next be time. Better. Yeah. Well, Dennis Leary is good in it. If you want to watch the movie, just watch it for Dennis Leary. Well, I mean, that's the thing. That's not like these movies are like horrible, but no, you know, they're not. They're not. They're just, they came from, and there could be good performances and stuff. It's just yes. you know what they are. It's like you don't need to keep jawing away. Right, right. So, I think there's a lot, a lot of, of examples in the '90s of those. Oh my, oh my god! Well, blood, guts, bullets, and octane. <laughs> Love in a forty-five. Is that Love in a forty-five. I'm gonna count that. Yeah, I haven't seen blood, guts, bullets, and octane. Neither have I. 
I was around that best video, but I was like, eh, I don't want to watch. There's a cover of a stupid, like some like mustache beard guy of a gun, like really big. Do you remember the the cover? Yeah, my memory of like box art was like it's like a car, like a red car. Yeah, and there's a guy of a gun on the cover, like it's really big. Oh. Yeah, I'll just show you. Well, that's another thing we could talk about sometime is my theory of box art with the big face theory. Which yeah, is... you've been you've been seeing a lot of big face box art because I've been uh, letting you borrow some movies. Yeah, I mean, because the bigger the face, if it's just a photograph of the face, the the bigger the face, the worse the box <laughs> art. So instead of creating a piece of art, which like a lot of, you know, the poster artists of the past used to do, and now today in the age of Blu-ray, a lot of great artists are making this this great artwork. This is like the opposite of that. Like my the classic right. example I always give is pushing tin. Right, Billy Bob Thornton. Right, right. It's just a gigantic Cusack face next to a gigantic <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton face. Like that's not good artwork. That's not a good way to sell the movie. It's just just no. massive, massive faces. I don't like that. It's not a good movie either. I've seen Pushing Tin. I mean, the movie <laughs> on a screen, you know, basically <clears throat> like I guess you could, it's watchable enough from what I remember. You know, he's an air traffic controller, John Cusack. <laughs> they're both air traffic controllers. People remember that one. I don't. Is someone's name Tin? I don't remember. I don't know who's pushing Tin or not. He's pushing Tin. His name is Larry Tin. I yeah, just... Larry Tinman. Yeah, you were saying Larry Tinman. Yeah, Larry Tinman is uh, played by John Cusack. Yeah, Larry Tinman. But, I mean, you know, I'll, so what was I saying about the big face theory? I don't even remember how I got there. Well, but, we're talking uh, about uh, the the guy on the cover of Blood Guts Bullets. Oh, right. Okay. Because yeah, I wanted to mention something mean, else. No, go ahead. Especially if the guy's not a star. Like, I could see why if you had big stars, you would do that. But I don't think that was a very big star. So I'm not really sure why they did that. But. Well, I have two things I want to mention. Number one, I thought of another Tarantino slog, which okay. is the movie Thursday with oh, Thomas Thursday. James. I always say that. <laughs> Thursday, yeah. Thursday, right. And Friday, like that great song by Rebecca Black. Mm-hmm. But uh, Thursday. I'm sorry, what? In the movie series with Ice Cube, I guess. <laughs> yes, Friday. Well, they just lay around. They don't want a job, you know. It's Friday. <laughs> so that's basically Friday. Right, so in yeah, Thursday is a tea slug. Yeah, because uh, there's uh, Thomas Jane, Aaron Eckhart, Mickey Rourke. Oh, that sounds good, right? But it's it's a lot of jawing. It's a lot of nothingness. It's really it's a perfect example because it's just a bunch of torture and talking and all that stuff. Right. The other thing I want to mention is, you know, Killing Time was, you know, on the back of the box. It says, hot soundtrack. By Portis Head, so it's like, oh right, I, Portis Head. So I'm right, looking. So as, a, no, as, a ahead, well, fan, as a Portis Head fan, I'm going to defend Portis Head again. This is not Portis Head's fault. I think no. in 1998, in order to make something quote unquote cool, you had to get like a cool box art and yeah. cool music. And because Portis Head was cool music, they figured we'll get Portis Head to do this soundtrack. And so, but they, they kind of overdid the Portis Head. I think yes. there's multiple Portis Head songs. Yes. I um, have the song names, if you remember. It's it's Sour Times. That's one right. song. So, Nobody loves me. It's, yes. it's true. <laughs> yes. So thank you for that. And uh <laughs> I was gonna sing one more Portis Head song actually. Well, <laughs> the just, other one that's in the movie. To spare the audience, I, I'll just oh, say. Okay. I, maybe um, I won't. It was the it was the song "Roads." Uh, how can it feel this wrong? Yeah. <laughs> so, right, right. And they use that in a lot of movies. I I think that's because it's very atmospheric sounding. And, yeah. Because uh, remember in the movie, she's like in a bathtub and it's kind of like smoky looking. And the box art's cool. She's like, she's a hit woman. We didn't even talk about what what the plot of killing time even is. It's just I, that, I don't think we did. I think we started talking about you know pushing tin instead. But um, oh right, we were supposed to talk about killing time. The plot. Okay, it's about a hit woman and it's set in Britain and and that's about it. But the the box <laughs> the, the box art's cool because it's kind of a white background. It's a hit woman on the cover. She has two guns. She looks cool. It's right, like, and you'd think, okay, I'm in a video store. I'm gonna rent yeah, this because I sell for it. Well, didn't we all? I mean, how yeah. could you think? How could this be bad? But it, it just, it's not there. You know, it just doesn't hang together. Well, it also stars a, a person we, you know, we talk about now, which is Craig Fairbrass. Oh, yeah. Yes. Craig Fairbrass. Sure. Yeah. He's in all these kind of like these hooligan movies now. If you look at his IMDb, it's like hooligan school, hooligan gangster squads. Hooligan. <laughs> well, he was, but he was also an Avengement. That's you, an Avengement. Yeah, I was gonna say Avengement, and then if you look at his oh, monography, a hooligan of some sort. He, 
He's always playing a hooligan. He wasn't always a hooligan, though. I think if you yeah. look at his earlier part of his career, he, he, there was no hooliganism, and then I think he started being typecast. Yes, but, you know, better to be typecast and not cast at all, as I hear. I agree. So, yeah, Craig Fairbrass, I think from where he was good in it, but it was just a bunch of nothing. I remember there was a lot of cut back and, uh, cutting back and forth <laughs> between, like, the, the jawing hitmen and the people, like, mm-hmm. in a van. Do you remember this? vaguely but it's definitely slipping from my memory i remember that bathtub scene though because i feel like she spends a lot of time doing nothing in a bathtub right and that's when the porter's head music kicks in right right but we can end on a high note unless you want to keep talking i would just say if you come across killing time don't oh yeah don't be fooled because the cover is cool the cover is really cool cool. you know killing time yeah tag sale or sorry (laughs) tag sale Oh, because if you like, maybe you see the VHS for a dollar at a tag sale. I still probably wouldn't do it, but you'll see what we need. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, that'd be a tough one. It's your collection. But. I think I got rid of it. I mean, it's, I was a tape purge movie. Like this movie's not good. Yeah, but then well, you get tricked by the cover. Of, it's a classic case of don't judge a book by its cover. That's a classic case. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I guess we'd say skip that one. Yeah. But now, lastly, running on a high note. Okay, good. I like to end on a high note with these. Yeah, usually we do. I know we didn't for uh, great now. That escapes me. It was that Gary Daniels movie that was kind of weak. Not weak, but not as good. Um, the Killing Zone. Yes, finally, finally, <laughs> a starring role for Malibu. We we talked about this on the what Skyscraper podcast on with direct video concert on his podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> podcast podcast. <laughs> so it's like, um, uh, and, yeah. <laughs> I know, we can say podcast all day. No, but on his podcast, we talked about Malibu for a little bit. And now it's a starring role, right? Right, and I don't know if, I don't think, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think he ever got another starring role. He was usually a supporting uh, character. But finally, I mean, he deserved to be a, a main character, and finally he got that chance with Killing Zone, and it doesn't disappoint from what I remember. Yes, we gave it three and a half bits. <laughs> I think it's and- very 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 silly oh my very goodness entertaining and i think addison randall an unsung hero of this time period yeah. was involved he directed it yeah yeah so here's the uh tagline which is awesome too there are no rules there are no <laughs> laws the killing zone <laughs> so, so and then she was malibu with like a sledgehammer yes and do you remember his name in the movie oh i'll just i can just tell you Oh, no, wait. Well, actually, wait a second. I'm reading this too quickly. Um, his name is Garrett, but there's a character named Jack Slade. That could have yeah. been his name. It but his name is Garrett. Ah, oh, Jack Slade. Awesome name. His name was Brett Slade. Cool, dude. <laughs> or Ty Slade. Whoa. All right, but I guess we can talk a little bit about the plot of Killing Zone. Or not. No, no, no go ahead. Okay. So I guess it's a classic, uh, you know, these drug dealers, let's see, the evil Mexican drug gangsters, and there's, you know, uh, Daron McBee is, is a nephew. Okay, I'm trying to look at the plot really quickly. Okay, so so it's just Daron McBee or Malibu. He's just out for revenge against these, you know, Mexican drug lords. So that's really about it. It's a lot of fun, though. <laughs> yes people should see it and there was a dvd release that i know you're trying to yes, get your hands on i'm working on it and well i'm gonna just read this a little bit about uh malibu okay right, so Dara mcbee can without a doubt enter the running for the meatheadiest meathead of all time <laughs> so only yeah, one true. can only submit there. in awe of his square jaw <laughs> long blonde hair uh acid watch jeans and super cool sunglasses <laughs> So he's one seriously bad dude with an attitude in true 90s fashion. Exactly. And that's why people should see The Killing Zone if they're interested. And they should be. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It says it's uh, it's one of these earlier PMs or maybe it's kind of a city lights. And uh, I guess it's one of the early attempts at doing the car flip. Oh, okay. And uh, let's see here. He usually wears a Miller's Gym shirt when he's not shirtless. (laughs) Malapo. It's kind of like, who was that guy? Oh, or maybe it was Lawrence Hill and Jacobs. He always wore a gold gym shirt. Yes, yes. And a certain Brock <laughs> Genesis also yes. wears one, as far yes. as we can tell. Well, Brock Genesis, the... <laughs> I can't tell you about laughing. 
I can't even remember the title. Oh, Burning Vengeance is the movie I'm looking for. Uh, it's an AIP uh, release. And the, what's his name in real life? <laughs> I don't know. Because we just the character name that. from Burning I was, Vengeance. I was, I was, I was Rock playing himself. I didn't know that he had another name. <laughs> I guess I could do a quick check. Oh, right. Well, Robert, it's, Robert, yeah. it's Robert Pence. Okay. Yeah, Robert Pence, P-E-N-T-Z, plays a character uh-huh. named Brock Genesis from the movie Burning Vengeance. So, very hard movie to find. Hopefully, I can get a copy soon. Uh, let's hope. I know that's, like, your number one most wanted VHS. Number one. Because so. <laughs> um, a lot of the other ones down the list we were able to see because there's a great guy on YouTube who uh, who uploaded a bunch of rare AIP movies. Right, like Master Pow's movie time. <laughs> I'm, I'm screwing that up. But, but you if know, you look uh, Satan Killer, which was yeah. or an extreme vengeance, which were like numbers two and three on our yeah. most wanted list, he has those. So. He has those. He has a bunch of AIPs. He has Dark Rider and Sudden Thunder and Brutal Fury. Those all sound similar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Homeboys 2 Crack City. Have, yeah, we watched that. Homeboys 2 Crack City. We watched that uh, yesterday. So. Yeah, so it's better than you might think. Mm-hmm. You think it's going to look like a piece of junk if you look up the cover. Like, what? what's going on here? It's a lot better. It's like a lower rent, well, lower rent, Death Promise. <laughs> well, you know, it's like that movie Straight Out of Brooklyn. You ever see that? Oh, yeah, I have seen that, yeah. It's like a cross between Straight Out of Brooklyn and Death Promise, if you can imagine such a thing. It actually sounds pretty good if, you know, if I haven't seen it, like sight unseen. So. Right, but if you've seen the other two, which, you, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, it's about evil landlords, but, you know, there's more to it going on. Yeah, there was a lot more yeah. than I thought was going on. I didn't know what was going to go on <laughs> when we watched it. I had no idea. I and, uh, well, it's because AIP at that time pretty much refused to put the actual people that were in the movie on the box. Yeah, like, they just made up their own boxes with, yeah. <laughs> with all different people. They would always do that. So they did that for this, too. Um, I have another example of that, which is Showdown, that Leo Fong movie. Oh, yeah, that's another one. Yeah, yeah there's no one... Werner Herzinger is not on the cover. <laughs> Why not? He should be. You know. He was cool. He's like that evil biker guy, and he got, and what about Fong? He's cool. Well, it was that the one with uh, "How Would You Like a Shovel Head"? Yep, "How Would You Like a Shovel Head"? Yep, that was that was the movie Showdown. <laughs> a little too long for its liking, but still good. And Richard Lynch. Yeah, people so, haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. You know, what, what, as I always say, whatever happened to Werner Herzinger? He should have had a bigger career. Well, hopefully he'll be listening to his very podcast because we're giving him high marks for his performance in Showdown. If, if you're listening, Werner, come on the show. We'll we'll do an interview. Yeah, great. That'd be awesome. And it goes with anyone that we've talked about today. If you want to <laughs> want to be on the show, please. We would love to interview you. Um, I want to interview Chart Hayward. You know, that's actually a really good segue because we're out of movies. Another segue. You know, if you want to get in touch. Oh man, you're the master yeah. of segues today. Yeah. So I guess do you, anything else you want to say about Killing Zone or oh well, hey um, check it out right that's yeah, see it <laughs> that's what I would say <laughs> see it that's it. <laughs> I guess we can uh, I guess that's the end of the list so I guess that's near the end of the show yes um, and you know we're, we're hitting the right time because it's about an hour in so wow. that's um, fast paced entertainment I'm telling you <laughs> I, I mean I know it was for us hopefully it was for the listener <laughs> from Chard to Malibu you know. <laughs> <laughs> and everything in between yes what a journey <laughs> and sometimes uh, when there are these california oh, yeah. fires malibu gets charred <laughs> perfect <laughs> no no plugs that's where we're getting the show like that it's like <laughs> well, i wouldn't dare to dream on ending on such a bad <laughs> note so i'll just say if you want to email us email us crpodcast at yahoo.com yes and then and, we're on facebook come up reviews we're on twitter under Ty Comeuppance. I'm on Instagram, Ty Action Rocks, where I post the VHS collection. And there's a link to the site on there, too. And that's how you can reach me, usually. Uh, we mentioned Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the site itself, and the email. Oh, wow. We did, oh, we're on the yeah. other podcatchers. Oh, yeah, so, so if you want to read more in depth about the movies that we talked about today, go to comeuppancereviews.net. Yes. And, um, yeah, we're on some other podcatchers. We're on... Um, iHeart, we're on uh, TuneIn, Spotify, uh, Spotify, um, and iTunes. Google Play. Wow, but, and, well, and iTunes itself, not a certain. ITunes. I think that's where most people get us is iTunes, so um, you can well, listen to like us at those places. 
the the other the other one that doesn't uh, have us are not having us in stitches right now. <laughs> I know so. what you're saying, man. Last time I checked, even though I submitted all those at all the same time, everyone else took us. But for some reason, this one uh, particular yeah. uh, catcher has not done. I mean, I like I always say, it could be something I did, but I don't think so because I did the same thing I did with everything else. But you know, maybe we're just we're just too radical for them. Maybe too radical, man. Radical, awesome, dude. <laughs> Whoa. Like, <laughs> whoa, sneaking whoa. another impression. Sneaking in Keanu, whoa. I am a radical FBI agent. I had a new word. <laughs> yes, you sure did. Um, but we can well, let, let the people go. Oh, oh, I win. I'm a lawyer. I win. And then what, Al Pacino? Kevin. Yeah, is, uh, <laughs> I can say about laughing. The devil is an absentee landlord, Kevin. Yes, yes uh, they call me John Milton. John Milton, the devil, other nicknames, Kevin. Have you well, figured so it out yet? Advocate is that uh, it just it just the last part of the movie they just let Al Pacino just run wild. You know, they just yeah. they just give him like a twenty minute monologue and he just gets to go nuts. He has like a suit and like no tie, or like a, he has like a vest. See, people don't forget what he's wearing too. He's like he's walking back and forth. It's like Kevin, you know, <laughs> do you know who I am? <laughs> And after a 20 minute speech where he all but says he's the devil, Karen's <laughs> like, No, who are you? Oh, I don't know who you are, John Milton. Are you the devil? No, well, God. <laughs> like, it takes him a while to kind of cotton on to the fact that he's the devil. But I mean, if for such a bright lawyer who always wins, I thought that was a bit odd. But, yeah, yeah. but maybe he's blinded by, you know, the devil, the devil in the fire. <laughs> well, of course, who wouldn't be? <laughs> we're going to let you go on that. I mean, yes, <laughs> right. Because it's like a phone conversation that we're all yeah. listening to. So we'll let you go. Thanks and, for listening. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, we'll be back with another crazy episode. Um, probably episode, next couple weeks. Great. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>